I reckon they might be Giants as um, one of the hardest working bands in show business. Seriously. They just seem to have such a crazy output. If you think about most famous bands, it's like, oh, yeah, we made eight killer studio albums. And they might be Giants as like, we've fucking collaborated with everyone. We've made TV shows. We've done like six children's albums. Yeah, wow. We've toured, you know, for years. We've done it. Like, they just seem... On the hustle, but I only know. Constantly. I, I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan. I know they exist. I really only know Doctor Worm. True. Yeah, that rules. They did. I did. I think they they did the um theme song. Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like for most bands, you get one of those. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. it. But they might be giants. Are just. But they. I mean. I think they did. Of... I think. Oh, I could have this wrong, but I think they did one of the songs in the um SpongeBob musical. That would make sense. It would. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, that's they a could really have done fit. the whole show. I reckon, like written them. When, what year do you think they were formed? Oh, I I kind of ever since I might know roughly this, and it's a lot earlier than you think, like early nineties or mid nineties. Give me a number. Eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty two. Fuck, even earlier. They predate you. All right, and I got a really good one for you. Yeah. The Bee Gees. What year were the Formation. Be- yeah, what what year were the Bee Gees formed? 58. Are you serious? Oh. That's exactly right. Yes. How'd you do that? I don't know. Same year as NASA. <laughs> How did you do that? It's just, that's trivia I've always got in my head, is that the Bee Gees and NASA started at oh, the same really? time. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> Crack up. And disco's going stronger than space. Now NASA's sort of like disco's going stronger than space. <laughs> I know they don't think that they're battling it out for supremacy, but the way I see it, it's disco v space. Bro, how <laughs> how do you calculate that disco is going better than space? I'm listening to a lot more disco than I am. There was there was literally a like rocket launch watched by millions of people last night. Yeah, like, look at the BG the streaming numbers on Spotify. It's <laughs> like half of one song. The B, the only reason I like retain anything about the BGs is because um, if you're doing CPR, staying alive is the exact rhythm you're supposed to. Oh, really? Compress, do chest compressions. There's a really famous interview with Clive Anderson, uh, the, who's a very popular British sort of. Um, Maybe a Carson equivalent, but less, was, less quippy and more like sort of deep dive style interviews. Original and, host of Who's Line, eh? Yeah, I think he was. Uh, and he, they, they walk out. He's like sort of exchanging barbs or jibes and the Bee Gees are sort of not really taking it and they, they storm off. Really? Yeah, it's good stuff. And it's a really wonderful, because I saw um, Barb and Star visit Casa Del Mar or something. It's like a... What's Barb and Star? It's a... 2021, it's sort of Austin Powers-esque. It's a Kristen Wiig film, and I can't remember the other lead. It's one of her friends. The people who wrote Bridesmaids made right. a new one, and it's these two women who live it's in like... It's not Melissa McCarthy. No, no. Uh, they, go on, they go on this holiday to Florida, and the opening track is Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibb, Guilty. Do you know this song? No, I don't. It is a hot Should track. Should we put it on? If we can. Yeah. I, can I can get it up for us right Why now. Not? Why the fuck not? I might be able to pump it through the thing so it actually oh, yeah. sounds correct. That would be even better. Like, it's it's crazy. 
It's an old uh, Rose Matafeo staple. Is it? She p- used to play it a lot. Rose knows a lot of like good songs that I never. She knows a lot before. of. She just knows a lot of shit from lot. the past. Her, by the way, so long as we're here, her sitcom. If you're in the UK, Rose's sitcom Starstruck premieres on Sunday, April twenty-five. Tell me more. And you know you got to check it out. The trailer's up on Instagram now. It's a sensation. Her and Alice Sneddon wrote it together. And um, I'm just so excited for them. It's going to be so good. But now, Barry Gibb and Barbara Streisand. This is the line that Rose always says. That's hot shit. Yeah, man. It's real hot shit. How are you going, Tim? What do you think about our... Because we always had a backup plan that if we couldn't make comedy pay the bills, we would get a radio show. Is that still on the shelf for you? I'm not looking at getting a radio show anytime soon. I I would hate it. I wouldn't... Maybe I wouldn't hate it. There's certainly... things to do with your life. But. Oh, absolutely, but it sort of it represents a, um, a shifting of goals or like a, it's. I feel like it admits defeat in an arena. It wouldn't be fair to say that, but it, it just means that where I'm putting my energy and what I specifically want out of my life or a job is different than what I want now. I feel that pivot to radio. You don't want to sell boner pills and car insurance in between playing Lady Gaga, my bro? I want to sell boner pills and car insurance in between watching softcore pornography. Yes. <laughs> and that is the difference. That is the Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery difference. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Friend Zone. That was all a cold open. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a great pullback and reveal. Yeah. Uh, Six minutes in. How are you going, Tim? Are you of a 25-minute crisp friend zone. You're putting a cabinet up top? Yes. Okay. So that everyone knows what to expect and expectations are set. Also, you can see the duration time on it. On How was your uh, weekend? weekend? It's Sunday. Oh. Where we are. It's pretty irrelevant for me. At the moment. Oh, the day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's all wishy-washy. Okay. The 13-hour How... work day yesterday. Okay. The, I mean, that's an answer, isn't it? <laughs> It is. It's kind of Zoe. Zoe uh, has my wife is out of town, and um, I get very unhealthy work habits. I see. Yeah. Literally, the only reason I like leave the house is to walk my dog. Mm. Yeah. Is it? Are you? Pro- I got through you, a lot of yeah, stuff. Are you productive in this time? Big time. Hugely. It's sort of there are less there are less healthy things you could binge in the absence of your partner. Yeah, I didn't do any gambling while she was gone. This time. Good on you, man. Gambling is fun, though. It is. It is, undeniably. You know, if you... If you, if you yeah, might even qualify. Yeah. Gamble responsibly. Isn't it crazy? All these ads for gambling are on TV, and then at the end you're like, oh, by the way, you got to do this responsibly. Oh, thank you. Like having their cake and it is their a, cake. It's, it's a funny requirement that we have. Like that's going to fix it, eh? like, like, what it de- Does it do anything for any single person to have that message slapped on you? 
gamble uh, responsibly. Is that communicating anything to anyone? No. I, I don't think it touched the sides it's, of a single person. It's uh, someone from the government is friends with the gambling lobbyist. That's what it is. Eh? It's like, now yeah, we did like, something. We, we can put a sticker on it that won't yeah. actually have an impact. I'd say that would be perfect. Thank you. This message, guy, it, from our it, friends. It reads as such. Hello, fellas. I'm a long-time listener of the podcast, but this is my first time writing. I had the great pleasure of attending your... Quote-unquote... Farewell live show <laughs> at the Bell House in New York. And afterwards, you invited my friend and I out to a bar and we shared a pizza and some funky lettuce. I'm the proud owner of the dollar store. We are your wife, you guys made, except for one letter, which was nabbed by another too quick fan. The reason I think I'm so interested in your continued self flagellation is because I work in musical theatre, often as the conductor of the orchestra. Whoa. That's fucking cool. That's really cool. I was. Um, I mean, this, I don't want to undermine your job, but I feel like the conductors are taking a lot of Fuck thunder. Fuck you, do not finish that sentence. Now nah, go on. I, I saw, go on I was and go li- off. I was at a live orchestral show recently, and the conductor took about 12 bows to every one that the orchestra got. And I was like, this motherfucker, these guys all know how to read music. He's not even playing anything. You're just pointing your... I mean, I assume he can play every single instrument in the orchestra better than the people playing it. And Re- that, why? Why do you think that? Otherwise, why do they get all this glory? I don't think they know how to... Necessarily play any instrument. No, they've got to they're be able to play. Time. You've got to be able to play one instrument. And they're just like keeping time and 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 sort of uh, conducting the volume. Piano. They're not conducting the. Vo- they're not condu- oh, I guess they are because sometimes they do big. Yeah, exactly. Exuberant gestures. But I mean, it's written there on the sheet music, isn't it? Yeah, it I mean, people. You. Yeah, that's right. Anyhow, you're doing important work. <laughs> that was so undermining. We perform up to eight shows a week. And from my vantage point as conductor, I'm watching the show, which means that over a six-month run, I may watch it upwards of 180 times. Fuck me. This, man, people forget that about musical theatre. To be involved with the show that's on, I don't know how they don't all go insane. It's yeah. relentless. Yeah. I. Uh, you go a little mad and develop theories and imagine the vast, unexplored lives of minor characters. You notice small bits of strange blocking. For instance, in the tour of Cabaret, there's a part where a character lights a cigarette and snuffs it out a short time later without ever taking a drag. This bothered me endlessly. <laughs> I also would like to share some mildly interesting connections to the potty I've made working in theatre. In one year, I worked with eight members of the original Broadway production of Cats across five separate projects. Holy! Two years ago, I worked on Susan Seidelman's musical adaptation of her own movie, Boynton Beach Club. She's best known for directing the Madonna vehicle, Desperately Seeking Susan. Guy, does it, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but strike you as slightly odd that someone is accomplished as a orchestral conductor in musical theatre with a career this illustrious is listening to our dirty, tawdry little podcast? No. God knows what high-end people, what smut high-end people like to entertain themselves with. Yeah. We are but a couple of grubby jesters in the extravagant <laughs> life of this author. Uh, this will be sitting, Susan, but also, oh, but also, for, so this is in reference to um, Susan Seidelman, or Seidelman, uh, she directed Boynton Beach Club, uh, Desperately Seeking Susan, but also through a considerable portion of the first season, including the pilot of Sex in the City. Since my name is on this message, I'll include no further qualitative commentary on our experience together. <laughs> anyway, thank you boys for countless hours of entertainment through the continued American lockdown. 
This uh, message is from late March, I believe, if the news is to believe that restrictions are easing it in depends, some parts of America. Yeah. And i got to say, there's a real, watching it all unfold online, there's a real fucking pressure cooker vibe and energy. I, I tell you what, a lot of these countries that have been in lockdown for a long time are about to have the summer of their young lives. Um, it's going to be like a rest time, eh? Like venereal disease is just going to sweep the nation. Absolutely. Uh, Do you know what's going viral? Chlamydia, an actual virus. <laughs> it used to be hashtags. Now it's just STIs. You surely are absolute legends. Say my name, motherfucker, Nick. And if you care to, plug my original musical, Starborn, a disco odyssey. I told you disco's oh going God, strong. I'm writing this. St- hold on. But how do I find it? Starborn. Star- I'm, so it's space. For some reason, I'm searching it exclusively in the YouTube app. Good on you. It's Star- space Born. and disco. Starborn, a disco odyssey. It's about a transgender hero in 1979 who must save the galaxy from the evil space witch Urethra, a drag queen sorceress hell bent on enslaving all sapient life in the universe. Do you want to hear some of it? Yeah. Um, this is the prologue, and this this is just a this is a live recording. It looks pretty cool. It looks like it's in a really upmarket kind of um, bar yeah, venue, yeah. like music bar. What's this person's name? Nick. Nick. I hope this is okay that we're playing this. All right. I think we're going to get some uh, some lyrics and some vocals. Oh no, wait, this is a funky musical interlude. I, I'll skip it here today so we can hear some singing. Oh yeah. I've long had a, a love of music. Thank you, Nick. I, uh, I, I'm so impressed by what you're doing with your life, Nick. Um, I can actually say Nick's full name. May I? Well, I didn't because he he just signed it as Nick. I mean, we've given a, enough details yeah, yeah. for everyone to Google this. Thank you, Nicholas Kaminsky. You got it. You got it in one. Thank you, Nick, for that fantastic correspondence. He did the book. He did the music and he did the lyrics. Uh mm- and I'm, ass- and l- I'm assuming pronouns here for Starborn, a disco odyssey. Music and lyrics is a Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore rom-com that I've not seen. <laughs> okay, guys. But I remember the trailer. Alan gave us 200 US dollars. All right, let's hear a little bit from Alan. <laughs> fuck. Hey, Guy Godot and Tim Possible. That sh- Alan did not say fuck. I said fuck because it's a tremendous, it's like a crazy amount of money. Guy Godot is really good. And Tim Possible. Yeah. I don't know if I've had that before. That's really, that's good. Alan's on the money. I've been meaning to pay the boys for a while, and I'm finally doing it. The podcast is great, and I've been especially grateful for your humor and camaraderie this year. Do you know, I'm hitting pause. I've, um, I reckon comrade is how I should introduce audiences at yeah. comedy shows now. Yeah. Because for, for literally like years, like two years now, I've been trying to think of what an alternative is to ladies and gentlemen. 
And I think comrades is good. Comrades is great. What do I say? I think I address them. Okay, hey. I've gone with folks, but it's too like American presidential. It's too yeah. Obama esque. Folks, folks, comrades is good though. Comrades is on the money for it you. Recognizes that we are in a war. <laughs> there are lots of great podcasts, though. This isn't just about how much I enjoy the show. One of the things I admire in you, and I don't hear much about in popular media, is your vulnerability around learning. I remember an episode uh, where one of you was trying to work a new word into your vocabulary. Sorry, I don't remember which one because it was so long ago. It struck me that your transparency around an area where you were trying to improve was incredibly refreshing. Going to hit pause again. I get a lot of shit on the subreddit for, uh, I can't even remember what word it is. Oh, I fuck up the use of um, uh, uh, inextricably a lot. Oh yeah, you 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 like to fuck around between inextricably and inexplicably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marry the two. Yeah, have a child word that doesn't exist in English. Inextricably means uh, bound together, Mm. and like an inability to kind of tear them apart, right? Yeah, like they inexplicably means unexplainable, Unexplainable. and inexplicably you you inextricably have these words tied to one another. They sound similar, so that's probably the reason. Yeah, I'd say so. It inspired me to be more open about things I'm still working on and more forgiving with myself for not getting things right the first time. Over the months and years since then, it's helped me be more confident in myself and to engage more with things I'm practicing. I know it sounds silly. It di- Pausing. It doesn't, actually. Sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no, it sounds awesome. But I grew up. Uh, being pretty self-critical. So that kind of shift had a huge impact on my life and happiness. So thanks. And thanks for the emergency season this year. I'm in the US where too many of us are stubborn and refuse to listen and learn from the example places like New Zealand set. So it was very, uh, so it was a very welcome respite. You don't need to read this on the friend zone, whoops, or acknowledge it at all. I consider it payment for services already rendered. Here's to health and happiness in the new year, which indicates sort of <laughs> roughly when this was sent. <laughs> Oh, man, it was sent last year at the start of December. Um, God damn it, Alan. Thank you. There is, uh, first of all, a tremendous amount of money for which I'm grateful. But, yeah. also, but, but, but let's park that to one side. That's so fucking cool. Oh, that's not what I was going to say. The impact that we had on Alan's I was gonna approach say, thank to you things. And you're welcome. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Frosty Fellas, ahoy. From across the ditch. Ahoy, hoy. Just a note to thank you for your virtual company over the past few years. I've been an avid listener since stumbling across the dulcet tones of Guy Montgomery on various Australian podcasts. Since then, your extensive back catalogue has kept me sane and entertained as I've bumbled my way through my early 20s. My appreciation for the work you good boys do has reached new heights over the past 12 months as your increasingly wacky undertakings got me through an otherwise pretty tough year. After arriving back in Australia from overseas as a walking biohazard in March 2020, I fondly remember tuning into the first episode of Happening Through a Fog of Jet Lag and giggling like a child for some reason at Guy's offhand remark that 25 minutes is a hearty wank during the wank review. It said into my brain. <laughs> I forgot about the wank review. The wank that review was a was good great. segment. That was Eli Matthewson of The Male Gaze. That was really good. <laughs> Also hoping to see the monster. Just reviewing your wanks. That's yeah. Who's doing that? It's you know? honest. It's fucking good. Also hoping to see the monster spelling bees back at some point. I'd also like to shout out Tim's fantastic pod, How to Save the World. 
It's always a worthwhile listen and inspired me to start a veggie patch in lockdown, which was a lifesaver for my mental well-being. These days, there's nothing I love more than pottering around the garden while listening to a couple of strapping young lads from NZ wax lyrical about softcore porn and the inevitable demise of Jeff Bezos. While I'm quite disappointed that we won't be graced with your presence at the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, I'm making up for it by seeing many friends of the pod, including Michael Hing, Dan Rath, Mel Bracewell, and Sloss. Fuck yes to all of that. That's right. Monty's 2019 show was my highlight of that year's festival, and I can't wait to catch a live pod someday in the not-too-distant future. Love your work, lads. Thank you for all that you do. If you happen to read this on the Friend Zone, please say my name, Hamish. Hamish. I just wrote the word Hamish and sent it back to Hamish. <laughs> Dublin that's, down. That's where guys at. Yeah. Thanks so much, Hamish. Uh, so glad to hear, like, you know, fuck. I just love someone who's invested in uh, comedy and comedians yeah. and who's actually going to hear beautiful. someone on a podcast because, yeah. you know, it's it's a huge part of the way that the the gig economy works for us where you don't actually, you know, like, Unless someone expressly tells you how they found out to come along, you know, until you reach a level of uh, ubiquity where it's assumed that people might know to come and watch your show. Mm. It's so satisfying to know that something as simple as appearing on a podcast and having a good time with a friend can, can lead to that, that direct relationship between... Anything is Kim possible. That's right. And um, also, I'm Wonder Woman, <laughs> 1984. Very, very good. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I do improv. It Can shows. you tell? And it shows. Yeah. Um, How to Save the World is my sustainability podcast. That's right. Uh, maybe you should do one on um, burnout while your, your wife is out of town. Do one on burnout? What do you mean? Or making sure that you maintain a sustainable lifestyle in the absence of your life no, no, partner. No, 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 no. Listen, it's not about a sustainable, like... Work-life balance. I'm certainly never going to tackle that topic. <laughs> it's about how we keep the planet rolling on. Keep on moving on. Well, I think um, I've got a zucchini plant. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast. I don't think you I certainly have. mentioned it to me so many as soon times. as I came to your house, dude. So I was, I I grew a veggie patch as well. Um, sort of through advice that I got from Waveney, my co-host on How to Save the World. And it was cool. I grew lettuces. And then um, I took it all out after we got some lettuces. And I was like, I'm going to do a flower bed next. Yeah. Help encourage the bees. We've yeah. all got to look out for yeah. the bees. Okay. Yes, King. And then. Uh, yeah, sorry, can I just say yes, King? Go off. Thank you. No worries. And then out of nowhere, as I was in the midst of preparing this um, flower bed, which I, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just okay. putting more and more compost on yeah, a certain yeah. spot. Hey, I'm listening, King. Out of nowhere. Yeah. A zucchini no. plant sprouted. Yes. And then, like Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors, overnight took over the fucking joint. It is insane. And it, the rate of growth is incredible. Is it, is, I mean, is a zucchini plant a tra- traditionally a weed? I don't know. I, I have to so, assume so like that's when you, the case. You plant mint and you know, mm. I'll just have a little bit of mint. And yeah. then mint says no. Well, there's no such thing as a weed, guy. There's just a plant in the wrong place. <sighs> a gardener told me that. I like that. Yeah. You want to burn through one more before nah. you? Oh, no, I don't. Holy shit. Look at the restraint. Look at the control on this guy. I he, think we've had 
quite enough, actually. He said we're going to do twenty. He said we're going to do twenty-five minutes, which means we've got a cool minute and a half to just fucking just calm just take down. Take it easy. Hey. What, what life advice do you have for the people listening to the friend zone right now? If they can take one message away from Guy Alexander Halifax Montgomery, what's it gonna be? Uh, oh, it's tough. That's tough. I'm trying to think of sincere life advice. It doesn't have to be the best. It just has to be good. Put your um. You reckon sleep those with dogs that? getting picked up on mic? A lot of dogs. Maybe around. a little bit. I reckon um, my advice, don't bring your phone into bed. Mm-hmm. Go, to, go to sleep with yourself or yourself and your partner. Wake up by yourself. You don't need to let the world into that part of your life. Some places should be just for you. Yeah. You need to build a Faraday cage around your bed and make sure that no radiation can come into the zone. Thank you, Tim. The bone zone, I call it. Yeah. So even if you do bring your phone in there, you lose cell signal, you cannot get Wi-Fi because you are contained within a lead unit. And surrounded by the the fruit of your prosperous archaeological dig that you masturbate to with your monstrous boner. It's called the Bone Zone for a reason, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Wait, I forgot. We're supposed to plug our comedy shows. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, this fucks everything. No, it doesn't. No, it does. Everything's gone to shit. No, listen, we're still here. Guy um, Guy, and I have got solo shows coming up. If you're in New Zealand, you you, you simply got to come. And if you're out of New Zealand. Well, Auckland or Wellington specifically. If you're out of New Zealand. Stop listening to this one. No, no, there's something for them too. Come on, man. All right, fine. Jesus Christ. Fine, it's your fucking life. Keep listening. I don't give two shits. Uh, Classy Warfare is the name of my show, and it starts in Wellington on May the 4th and goes to a Saturday the 8th, and then it's in Auckland from May the 11th till um, May the 15th. There's ticket links in this show description. And my solo show is called Guy Montgomery by Name, Guy Montgomery by Nature. It's happening in Wellington from Tuesday, May 11th till Saturday, May 15th, and in Auckland on May 21st and May 22nd. Then, on May 20th, that's right, for the first time ever, the lads are determining who is the best host of all time. It is a worst idea live event happening in the biggest venue in the comedy festival. It's uh, it's going to be huge. We've got a lot of exciting things planned. That's right. What? And it's going to be streamed live. If I have got the, I'm, st- I am in the fucking grips of figuring out the live streaming aspect of it. So have a look in the episode description because I might have a link to the event if I've got it up yet. But chances are I might not just yet, but I will soon. Um, as soon as I get it up, um, make sure you're following T W I O A T Pod if you're on Twitter. Twiat Pod. Or, or um, facebook.com slash worst idea of all time, um, or it'll be on our website, www.worstideaofalltime.com. There will be a link so you can watch the live event when it happens because this thing is going to be fucking good. It's going to be really good. We have something called um, eyes that are bigger than our stomachs. Yes. Both with venue <laughs> capacity and ambition for the show. So come and be a part of people ordering too much food. We have blown past the 25 minutes. So, you know, as you were, you're welcome or apologies. Have a great day. Yeah, get back in that bone zone. Welcome to the friend zone.